Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, guys. This is episode 39 of Off the Edge, and we are going into week two of the NFL season. I'm Jake Ellibogan. Joining me is Cameron Lynch. And today we are going to be previewing every single football game that will be played in week two. Before we get into it, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, review, all that jazz, wherever you are consuming this content. And of course... Just a word from our sponsors, betonline.ag, which is your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and car games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Deposit, bet online where the game starts. But Cam, if they want to play Pick'em or fantasy football, there's a big opportunity tonight. You got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Minnesota Vikings. If you want some skin in the game, tell them where can they go for that. Yes, sir. So you can start playing fantasy football on Underdog Fantasy today. Users will receive 100% deposit match up to $100 if they use our promo code OTE at sign up. You can click the link in the description to get started today jake today today we got some big stars we got aj yeah. brown we got Devonte smith we got justin jefferson we got kirko versus jalen hurts not to mention all of the defensive guys to name like daniel hunter and all that so plenty of stuff we're actually going to talk about them first because i think last time i don't even know if we got a chance to talk about the chiefs and and uh lions i think lions. we did like a quick preview um and then the game was over right so here's Here's the interesting one, Cam. You got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Minnesota Vikings, right? And the Vikings are coming off a loss against your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also, you are also with the Rams. So I, I have to say that yeah. when I say you're Tampa Bay, you were, you played for both. But for both. Tampa Bay had a hell of a win last week in Minnesota. Minnesota on a short week is going into Philadelphia Lincoln Financial Field. Um, the, so the Eagles right now are six point favorites, Cam, the over under is 49. I like the Eagles, not just a little bit. I like them a lot in this one, Cam. They went on the road and did something that it's hard to do, man. When they're, they're retiring, you know, Tom Brady, they're basically, you know, at, at uh, Gillette stadium. And they're saying, you know what? He's in the hall of fame and they're honoring him. Like Mac Jones played his tail off to try to win that game because that's a big day. Eagles still won and Jalen Hurts didn't play his best game. So Cam, I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. Um, I'm going to take them 30 to 17. I think they're the better team. They're at their home opener. The Vikings already kind of screwed up their home opener. So I'm going to take the Eagles (laughs) here on a short week. And uh, I think we're going to see a big game out of Jalen Hurts, a bounce back game in, in week two. I agree. I think the Eagles, I want to call 28-14 Eagles. Jake, you talk about Lincoln Financial. 
Jalen did not play his best ball last week, and that's okay. It's only week one. It's all good. Um, I did see that when it comes to just the defense for the Vikings, right? And what does that look like? Brian Flores, he likes to blitz, right? He also likes to play. He used to like to play man coverage, Jake, but this past game he played a lot of zone coverage. And so one thing I do know about Jalen Hurts is he is really efficient against zone coverage. So if you decide to go to man, that's okay, right? Because A.J. Brown is the answer for that on the Eagles. When he when he's matched up against man coverage, he's probably top two in the league or top one when it comes to the man coverage. So I think the Vikings and the Brian Flores and that defense, I think they're going to have a long day. And I think that Viking defensive line, Jake, you just talked about it, um, throughout the draft, these guys are running four threes. The defensive line, the the interior guys are stuffing stuffing the football. So, I, I think it's going to be tough for the Vikings to move the football in general. So, like I said, twenty eight fourteen to me. Um, Eagles get the dub. I agree with you, and I gotta say, man, Kenny got uh, Kenny Gainwell right. He became the uh, the main running back. I mean, they got it, it's a it was a weird off season. They go out and they get DeAndre Swift. Uh, in the middle of the draft, they they traded for him. He only had one carry cam. And then, you know, they signed Rashad Penny, who had a great end to his season, and he only had a, a carry or two. So Kenny uh, Gainwell going for 14 carries, it makes you wonder if he is going to be the guy. But it was week one, maybe a matchup thing. They started off well, 16 points in the first quarter. They only, uh, you know, ended up scoring like nine the rest of the way. So... Fast starts wasn't the issue for the Eagles. It was the slow ending uh, that they almost kind of screwed up that win. But I think they win 30 to 17. And uh, I think, I guess I'll take the under because I think 49 is pretty high. So we move on. Jake, really quick. Really quick. I'm going to go Jalen Carter for my game breaker that that game. I I like that. Yeah, I'm going to go Jalen Carter. I know he had about six pressures last last week. Um, The most from a defensive tackle, I believe, is since like 2019. So the whole defensive line had 17. So I think they're going to bring the smoke. So I'm going to go Jalen Carter as my my game breaker for the Eagles. And then I think for the Vikings, ah, who to pick, Jake? Who to pick? It's going to be tough. But I think Kirk Cousins, I think he's going to have to have his best game. They might not get the win, but I think Kirk Cousins is going to have his best game because he's <laughs> he's going to run for, he's running for his life, Jake. But I think he's going to be effective. Um, he must be for this team to to move the ball forward. I'm going to say Justin Jefferson, who quietly had almost 170 yards receiving uh, last week. I think he's going to have to have his best game. And keep in mind, this this was a game. This was a primetime matchup we saw last year, and the Eagles just looked better. Like, we were expecting so much from the Vikings, and they shut down uh, Jefferson. So another Darius Slay-Justin Jefferson matchup, which should be a lot of fun. I'm going to stick with those two guys to look out for. But we nice. move on. We move to the next game. And the next game right now, we're talking about two 1-0 teams. Not an 0-1 and 1-0. We're talking about two teams that are undefeated currently going into week two. We got the Green Bay Packers who looked really good uh, on the road. They were at Soldier Field. They're not going to play at home until at least week three because they have another road matchup. Not easy to win at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Um, it's a great venue. And right now, just going up against the two-headed monster in the backfield with Tyler Algier, who I mentioned is still somebody that's going to be a bigger role player than people give him credit for. It looks like he's the guy, right? And then Bijan Robinson is the role player, which is not something we really expected. But both of those guys, I think, are going to have really good games. However, was really impressed, really impressed with Jordan Love, who looked like a young Aaron Rodgers with the back shoulder fade he threw to uh, Romeo Dobbs. And so 
for me, I don't know if Christian Watson's going to play. He was out last week and it didn't really bother love. I thought he played really well against the bears on the road. I think this is going to be a close game. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons in a really close game here. 24, 23 in Atlanta. I think that this is a game where once again, Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier end of the game. I think they're going to be able to run the clock out and win the game. Okay, 24-23, that's that's a hey, one-point game, that's really tight. I do think, Jake, or I do know that Jordan Love played really well last last week. Um, I think he had the highest EPA on laid downs uh, out of all the quarterbacks in the league. So, like you said, he's looking like a young Aaron Rodgers, 141 yards, two touchdowns, uh, 80% completion rate on these laid downs. So I'm thinking like the second and the third down. So, he's really he's looking really effective on the back end of these of these downs and in the defense jake they had 35 pressures in week one so you know we talked about desmond we talked about the happy feet now mind you though jake desmond did play decent i went back and i saw i'm like okay my man put up some decent numbers he did all right um so i do think jake that the packers gonna be bringing the heat to desmond but i think the running game like you mentioned algier him being the main guy, I think that's really impressive. And I don't know if the Packers' defensive line can hold up to that one-two punch of that run game, Jake. They're going to have to cover Bijan in the flat, have to handle Algier between the tackles. So that's going to be super tough. But I agree with you. I'm going to go Falcons. I'm going to go to the Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Falcons. Falcons 21. I'm going to go Packers 14. And that's the ball game there. I think it's going to be really close. But, yeah. I think the Falcons are going to overcome the, the Packers with their with their run game. Like I said, Desmond, hopefully he gets the you know gets things going in the pass game. But I, I do believe the run game is going to be super strong. Yeah, I think a big reason why I like the the Falcons so much in this one to go to two and zero is that I think the defense is a storyline that wasn't talked about. They go out, they get Caden Ellis, who was kind of this under the radar linebacker in New Orleans, and man, it's like Jesse Bates the third. It's like people still do not talk about him. He had that one like kind of down year and everyone's like, eh, he's, he's trash, I guess. No, no, he's not. He was the highest paid safety in this class. And uh, you see this two interceptions on Bryce Young. He is a problem. Wouldn't be surprised if he grabs another one, Cam. Would not be surprised yeah. if he grabs another one uh, in this game. But Atlanta is one and a half point favorite. So I'll take uh, the Packers to cover that, believe it or not, because I do have a one point game. And the over under 40 and a half, um, I have them going over that. So that's how I see that. Moving on, we got Jimmy Garoppolo and the Las Vegas Raiders taking on Josh Allen and his four turnover uh, Buffalo Bills. So, <laughs> so here's, yeah, I know. Well, hey, it was brutal. The Bills could have easily won that game and he threw it away. Um, yeah. And dropped it away. Uh, So they're back at home after a, I mean, I don't know if there's an adjective to describe how much of a heartbreak that was for them. Um, And I mean, good Lord, losing on a punt return touchdown in OT after you touch the ball first. And let's be honest here. They made a lot of noise that, you know, we didn't get a chance to, to touch the ball in OT against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. It's like, man, you got the first touch, and it was a three and out. <laughs> brutal. It was brutal, bro. I'm not going to lie. That was probably the wildest game. I well, Of course, it was only the first week, but even going back to last year, like I don't even know if there were any, any wild games like that, Jake, right, for Aaron Rodgers to go down within four snaps. I know he just 
came out with a uh, a Dark Knight reference, right? A Batman reference where he's going to come back next year, hopefully, which is really cool. Um, but I do think, Jake, that the Bills really settled. I think after that, that injury, I think they settled. They're like, okay, we got this in the bag. And so did that bar in Wisconsin, right? The bar in Wisconsin said, hey, you get free drink, drink, something like that. If the Jets lose and everybody ran oh, up their tab. God. And then towards the end, they went back to reconcile their tab. And mind you, while the Jets are about to win with that home run punt return. So it the Bills just blew the bag, Jake. They blew the bag, I think, when it comes to Josh Allen. I know he's going to have a great comeback game, Jake. I know that. I think this game, um, I have a feeling that they're angry in that locker room. They're the talk of the town in that locker room. And I think they're going to bring the smoke to the Raiders, Jake. I'm not sure what your what your call out is for that That um that score, but I do think the Bills are going to show back up this week because that was absolutely embarrassing. And Jake, we talk about this with the Bills that if if our guy Diggs doesn't really get what he wants from Josh Allen this year, we could see him making moves. And after that performance, I know he has to be pissed. But to be fair, Sauce Gardner did put the freaking clamps on him a little bit lad that game. So of course he's frustrated. But I do think think this game, Jake, against the Raiders. They're going to show up and show out. Josh Allen had the second-worst passer rating, I think, on late downs. But their defense, though, Jake, the defense showed up. They were they were third in pressure percentage with 50 on every drop-back pass and then second in, in the pass rush win rate of 63%. So they were doing damn good. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think when you, you look at the Raiders coming into this game, they're going to be playing kind of similar to how the Jets just played it. I mean, you know, they got guys that can go up and, and rush the passer. Of course, you know, Max Crosby being one of the best in the game. Um, but Jimmy Garoppolo can, you know, manage a game. And that's all they really needed to do to win against the Broncos last week. They managed the football game. He had one turnover. Okay. But uh, Garoppolo makes a lot of sense for what they have. I mean, you talk about one of my guys, Jacoby Myers had two touchdowns in that game. I don't know if he's going to play. That's my one concern with the concussion. Um, I don't think if he plays or doesn't play, it really impacts the game though. I do think the bills end up getting this done. I think it's going to be an ugly 23, 16 game though. And I think we're going to start to be like, man, Where's that Josh Allen that we thought that we were going to see? I think he's going to be more cautious with the ball. Um, Oftentimes what you see kind of a baseball analogy here is when you're striking out a lot, you try to take something off of your swing. Now you're not hitting as many home runs, but it's like you're doing enough to win games now because you're getting on base. It's kind of something like I could see with Josh Allen, like maybe he takes too much away and he has to find that the healthy balance of, you know, taking some shots down the field, but don't just heave it down the field. Like, Oh, it's an arm punt. Like, no, it's a big deal. Any sort of interception. I'm talking to a defensive guy here is a momentum swing. It doesn't matter if it's an arm punt. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny you say that Jake, after watching Josh Allen last week, it was funny because there was one play where he was thinking about, running the football but we talked about it after the owners meeting they wanted to throw it more so he's like in between running and throwing he's like oh i really want to run that's my natural instinct but i have to throw you know and there was one play where he was running and he's about to throw then like he ended up running and jumping over somebody and like oh that his... was and uh... it's like and you can just tell but what one of my notes that i took down was like josh allen is figuring out his game right he's being asked to do something else and he's figuring out his game i think once he does though jake he's going to be super dangerous Right. He, he's getting that interception happy, kind of like Jameis Winston. I talked about Jameis Winston last week where Jameis threw a lot of touchdowns, but he threw a lot of interceptions as well. Right. It's kind of like that effort. Uh, Stephon Diggs is down the field. I'm just going to throw it anyway. And same thing with, with Jameis. Mike Evans is down the field. He's like, effort. I'm going to throw it to Mike. And it, it's not working out, Jake. Guys are getting smarter. 
DBs do know that if they get interceptions, they get those incentives like Jordan Whitehead did against Josh Allen versus in that game, just versus the Bills. So, you know, throw up the dollar signs. Exactly. So Josh Allen, I think once he figures it out, he will be fine. But I do think that they'll win this game. Jake, I'm going to call this game 17 to 14 Bills. They're going to win by a field goal. And I think, like you said, Josh Allen's trying to figure it out. He's trying to see, hey, do I take the shot or do I run or throw it out of bounds? So call it tight game, 17-14 Bills. Yeah, I know there's a lot of frustration with the Bills. So I say Bills fans, just, uh, you know, just be be patient here. Josh Allen's done a lot for the organization. Um, but you don't want to alienate him to the point, push him out of the organization. We've seen it before in the past. It's been the wrong move. Guys have gone uh, gone off to do better with other teams. But at the same time, it's like it is fair to hold him accountable. I mean, you know, I talked yeah. about the – he had like 37 – turnovers in the last since the start of week two uh or, or week one of 2022 so uh it's definitely fair to, to to bring that up they're eight point favorites so you and i both have um <clears throat> we're both going with the raiders uh with the spread we're taking the bills to win the game essentially um ravens Bengals here one o'clock game I, this is so tough because the, <laughs> i told you that i did not like the way the ravens played the texans at home uh lamar didn't he went on uh, Twitter and was like, man, I was rusty as you know what. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's good that he recognizes that almost makes me feel good, but man, losing JK Dobbins is significant. Um, and I don't think we should just, you know, discredit that. I mean, that's first off feel for the guy, awful stuff. Um, <clears throat> but second, I really like Gus Edwards, but what is one issue with Gus Edwards? He's always hurt. He's always hurt. So because of the way he runs, his violence, he's likely to get injured more often than not. So now you have Justice Hill as the only guy who had, yes, he had two touchdowns. It's great. If you're a fantasy owner, you're like, yeah, Justice Hill. But, like, are you feeling like Justice Hill's enough against this Bengals no. defense? No. No. He had, he had eight, car eight carries, Jake. Like, eight runs, I think, like, nine yards total, right? Like, so they're all, like, punching in plays, not really home run ability. So you're right. Gus Edwards might be the guy, the home run guy, but he might get injured. So it's a toss up. It, it is. And meanwhile, you're not the woodwork either, Bengals, because you blew what was supposed to be an easy win. Uh, again, you know, according to us, we both thought it was going to be an easy win against the Browns. Still, though, Burroughs dealing with the calf. And I understand, you know, that I don't know. I, I didn't know Burroughs calf affected Joe Mixon's ability to see holes, but um you know i'm gonna take the Bengals here cam uh because they're at home it's gonna be tough they're three-point favorites that's not see being three-point favorites at home is just it's a standard you're at home we're giving you three points so i mean vegas is basically saying i don't i don't know who to take like it's i guess the Bengals. i'm going to go with the Bengals here um and i'm gonna take them 24 21 I this this is an important win. They got the Rams coming up after on Monday Night Football, and uh, we'll see. But I think it's going to be early um, struggles for the Bengals as Burrow gets reacclimated with this calf. I still think it's bothering him. You saw him last week. That's not the Joe Burrow I know. That's the, I mean that's not the Joe Burrow anybody knows. Who is that? Yeah, no, you're right, Jake. I do think. Um, I like what you just said there. You just mentioned Joe Burrow getting his groove back, getting his getting his lower lower body injury in the proper place. 
I wasn't really too impressed with the Bengals, Jake. I'm not going to lie. Um, I know with the Ravens, the running game is not great, but I do think Lamar, um, Odell, even Odell Beckham was really impressed with the way he played. So I do think this week is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to go 23-20. I'm going to go Ravens this, this week, Jake. I'm going to go Ravens this week. Nice little change up here. But I do think even when it comes to the Chiefs, when it comes to the Bengals, when it comes to those, even the Eagles, right, like they're still the top of the top, but I think they have a chink in their armor. And teams like the Ravens, those sneaky teams, I think they can step up and make things happen. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Ravens for this one, Jake. And it's gonna be the reason why Mark Andrews is back. Mark Andrews is back, and the same reason why for the Chiefs, why they're gonna do really well is because hopefully Travis Kelsey's gonna be back. But getting these elite tight ends back into the football game is a game changer on the blocking side and the passing side. I think you say it all the time. Tight end is the toughest position in the NFL in general, or one of the toughest positions in the NFL. So the fact that they have Mark Andrews back for the Ravens, I think that's going to be a big change up there. Their defense, Jake, I think they did a great job, right? They sacked the quarterback five different times from five different players, 10 quarterback hits, 37 pressures. So the Ravens, I think, are going to bring that smoke to Joe Burrow, which is going to be important. And I do think they're going to take this one uh, with the three-point W. Yeah, I like it. Um, I really, this is the game where I feel like I'm going to be wrong about. And the Bengals are 0-2, and I jinxed them because I picked them to win the Super Bowl. I picked the Rams <laughs> to beat the Bills last year, and I jinxed both of them because then they lost Von Miller, and they didn't even make the Super Bowl. So I was like, oh, just watch. Like, the Bills are the best team and all that. Yeah, about that. Okay, so <laughs> that is – so that's our first split. I think we've been in agreement so far. That's normally how it works. We We disagree on a few things. Yeah. Seahawks Lions. I don't think we're going to be disagreeing on. I feel really good about the Lions here at Ford Field. Uh, as a matter of fact, I feel like the Lions are always going to win when they play at Ford Field with this team. I don't know why. I, I just I feel yeah. like Ford Field is such an underrated home field advantage uh, that doesn't get talked about. It's not Arrowhead. It's not, you know, one of those places like a Lambo, but Ford man, like those Lions fans go they're they're loud and, and they showed up, by the way, they don't get enough credit. They showed up. They traveled well at that Arrowhead game. Uh, you saw that. I know you saw that clip with uh, Brad Holmes dapping up all the Lions fans love to see that. That's so awesome. Yeah. What a W. But uh, Seattle Seahawks didn't take the Rams seriously. They're going to have to take the uh, Lions seriously because they just beat the defending Super Bowl champions. The Lions are four and a half point favorites at home. So Vegas is like they're they're a good home team. OK, like we're not like, yeah, they're the favorite because no, 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 they're a good home team. Four and a half points is a lot against a former uh, playoff team. Forty seven over under. I'm going to take the Lions in this one, Cam. The reason being is. I don't know what the Seahawks are this year. It's not a knock against what the Rams accomplished, but I genuinely think people like dove all over the Seahawks bandwagon is like, yeah, this could be one of those teams that makes me sound a little smart. Like, okay, they could actually maybe make the, the Super Bowl and whatnot. And I know you, you looked at them as a sleeper team, but you were never like, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I heard Super Bowl at times with this team. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, that's not what I saw last week. It'd be one thing if it was a close game camp. It was 30 to 13 at home, just a complete stinker in front of your home uh, audience. So uh, going on the road against the Lions on the one o'clock uh, game circuit, I'm going to take the Lions in this one. I think it's going to be a 34 
they're going to score 13 points again. So at least there's some consistency there. Uh, 34, 13 there. I just, I think the lions are the way better team. And I think a lot of what they did, their game plan, we talked about against Kansas city was because they're in the elements. It is Kansas city. And they're just trying to control the game and keep it out of Patrick Mahomes hands. This one, I think they're going to let Jared Goff just let it rip. So I, I'm I taking the Lions big time. I like the Lions, Jake. I'm going to go Lions 30 to 14, getting the dub. You talked about Jared Goff, Jake. The way he performed against the Chiefs, my man, I mean, he tore that defense up. I think that's really important. Jameer Gibbs going off as well. I think that's extremely important for this game and uh, key for their success. So, I mean, the Seahawks, so they did stop the Rams running game. They didn't stop it necessarily at the goal line, but between, you know, between the, the, uh, the red zones, they did pretty darn well. But I do think Jameer Gibbs is finna go off, Jake. I think in the open space, he's finna go off. I think he's, he's a game changer. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And David Montgomery as well. You got him as a one, two punch. So I'm really liking what the Lions are bringing on the offensive side. And then just talk about, their receiver, right? I'm in Ross St. Brown. I think, well, it's Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua both had 100 yards apiece. So I do think him and, and Josh Reynolds are going to go off. I think they're going to pretty much have a, a similar type game if the Lions are taking notes. And pretty much most of the folks from those, that Lions, on um, that Lions coaching staff and that front office is, are from the Rams. So I know for a fact that they're locked, they were locked in on that game and trying to figure out what to do this week against the Seattle Seahawks. So I do think the Lions are going to take it big this time. And Jake, they're looking spooky, my man. Like, I don't know if with that energy, Jake, after beating the super, the former Super Bowl champions, Patrick Mahomes, they're probably feeling unstoppable right now. So they're probably saying, hey, guys, one game at a time. Let's not get too big for our britches. Let's make sure that we're, we're, we're those, those quote-unquote kneecap biters, right, <laughs> that Dan said before him. But no, not even that. Just they want to make sure that they're gritty, that they're humble, and that they know that they have a long road until week 17 until the playoffs and so i'm really excited to see this lions team come about but the seattle seahawks jake that those those three wide receivers i mean we talked about them like hey these are going to be the guys they have ultimate threats threats uh, jsn and tyler lockett they didn't really do much to be honest against the rams i know dk metcalf went off a bit but those other guys did not do much darion kendrick we talked about him um kind of locked those guys down a little bit so I'm curious to see how they're going to perform this week, but I don't think it's going to be enough because the Lions have too much juice right now, my man. So I'm going to the Lions for this game. I'm with you. And I think what we found out like last week, if you were like me, like Jameer Gibbs going to go off. And I was so annoyed because every time he was on the field, it's like they're doing something. Then they put Dave Montgomery in and they're not doing something. And so what we found out is really, they were just going to take it easy on Gibbs. He's a rookie. They're not going to overdo it. I think they, overdo it this week because I think he's just going to run right through them and and what I think also is that the Rams offensive line while it's really good in pass pro it is not the running run blocking that the Lions have I mean these guys can get downhill they can make you know guys I mean it could be a really bad game this could be one of the laughers on TV if the Seahawks aren't prepared like they weren't last week uh that's yeah. what I'll say right there the Lions have some people movers man like they're they're excellent I um, mean, what they do, I know the Chiefs did not have Chris Jones. So let's keep the, let's keep it 100 there, right? Jake? That's they true. Have, they didn't have Chris Jones. They didn't have Travis Kelsey. So they were missing some interval pieces on their lines of scrimmage, which where, that's where the game starts and ends on the line of scrimmage. So they did not have Chris Jones to apply pressure. And best believe this this week, the Seahawks will be coming after Jared Goff. We all, we all know when, when the Rams play in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, 
Bill Belichick had golf in a blender because he was sending smoke. He was sending smoke at him. And he couldn't handle it. So if I'm the Seattle Seahawks, I'm Bobby Wagner. I'm like, hey, lick your chops and get after this guy because um, when it comes to pressure, Jared Goff can't fold. So we'll see. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on, we got the Chargers and Titans. Uh, the Chargers are three-point favorites on the road. So Vegas is like, man, this Titans team doesn't really stand much of a chance. Now do they? So uh, yeah. I agree. Uh, I think this could be embarrassing. Uh, I I really do. Because last week, the Chargers didn't even throw everything they had at the Dolphins. The Dolphins just outplayed them. But yeah. like the Chargers were in that game. And Justin Herbert to even have 200 yards passing. like this is, To me, this is somebody like at any any point they can just be like uh breaking case of an emergency justin herbert throw 400 it's like you know what i mean and so yeah. i know they lost last week i think the dolphins have potential super bowl hopes this year they look really good Tua looks awesome uh yeah. Tannehill does not i, I like i i <laughs> former dolphins quarterback ryan Tannehill looks exactly the opposite of Tua. and i said it before and i'll say it again just I don't know why the Titans didn't move on from Tannehill. I said it right before the game last time. I'm, gonna, I'm just probably going to say it every week. Three interceptions is inexcusable. They should have won that game. They should upset them. Look, and we've talked about it. Mike Vrabel is going to have this team playing good football, or at least trying to, hard football anyway. Uh, but, I mean, Tannehill threw that game away. So how can I expect them against the Chargers this week? If it is, say you do uh, get a bad Chargers defense and you can throw all over the Chargers, how can I expect Ryan Tannehill to outduel Justin Herbert? I don't care if he's at home. I just, I don't expect it. 0-2, the Titans are. I have the Chargers winning this game, and I think it's going to be like a, I'll say 31-10 to 10 type of game. I, I think they're yeah. that much better. Yeah, but I'm going to call, I'm going to call this game for the, for the Chargers. I'm going to say 34-7. to 7. I mean, the Titans might get a touchdown, you know, maybe I, I might even go three, Jake. I'm, they might even just get an uh, extra a field goal, you know. But this, like you talk about the way Tannehill played, I mean, Will Levis, you know, what, what is that looking like? You know, yeah. make sure make sure his arm is ready to go. Make sure he's in that playbook. Malik Willis. like well, there, you, there you go. And I called him as my sleeper, Jake. I knew it at some point he's going to emerge. And the way Tannehill's playing, Jake, if any of these quarterbacks go down, you know, Malik Willis is up. And the way Tannehill's playing, and we see Will Levis jump in the game, and he's his first year, he does get hurt. Malik Willis is going to be up. So I do think we're going to see Malik Willis, Jake, I'll probably call it week 8 to 10. I'm going to call it now. We'll probably see Malik Willis playing for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, running that football team because Tannehill, when you talk about some of his numbers here, right, like on late downs, Jake, he had a grade of 31 as a as a passer, right? And he let, let up two uh, a sack and two interceptions. Just in late downs, right? I know you mentioned he had three, so that's that's not great. Um, but to be fair, though, Jake, alongside these other quarterbacks, Daniel Jones, you know, there's other quarterbacks who did not play well week one. So Tannehill, oh, I'm calling him out too. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 right. Just Tannehill, the Josh Allen, there's some guys that did not play well. So I think for the Titans fans, just know it is week one. We do yeah. know that Tannehill, he can ball, he can run, he can throw. We all know that, but at this moment is not looking good. So, um, yeah, I think they'll make, they'll score probably seven points this week, Jake. I know they're going to work hard this week in practice, but I think they'll probably score just seven points. The Chargers, Jake, let's just, I mean, I talked about it. I think the, the we saw a preview of the AFC Championship. I think the Chargers are one of the better teams in the NFL this year. Um, you know, if our guy, Herbert, stays healthy, man, these guys are going to look, these guys are looking super dangerous. And so, um, you know, when we talk about the Chargers, their conversion rate in the second half, just in general, 
they had the second highest conversion rate in the NFL um, throughout the second half of that football game. And I think the first were the Dolphins. <laughs> so, you know, they were right behind them. It was a really close game. Like I said, we're, we're going to preview the AFC Championship game because that was excellent football. And I don't think the Titans stand a chance. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't really either. Um, and if I'm wrong, I'll be wrong. I mean, we, we were wrong a few times last week. Okay. It's not, you know, I, I think I went 10 and six on my picks. So good first week. You never know how the season's going to go. And you, you, you made the playoffs, uh, <laughs> 10, six, <laughs> but, uh, no, I just think like going into this upcoming game here, uh, your Buccaneers taking on the Chicago bears. Um, I, I got news for you. The bears are in some trouble. The Bears are really that Packers defense isn't that good. They should not be getting 35 pressures on the. I mean, that's insane. So here's what I'm going to say. Okay. Antoine Winfield Jr. Had a sack last week. Anthony Nelson had a sack. Um, and this team, the big issue with the Bucks is they gave up 344 yards through the air with Kirk Cousins. Well, I don't think Justin Fields has that in it. I, you know, so the Buccaneers are like, all right, run the ball. Dude, the Buccaneers are going to win this football game. I don't think it's going to be relatively close. It's in Tampa. They are riding the momentum off of a huge win against a former playoff team that should have gotten better in the offseason in the Minnesota Vikings on the road. And you're telling me now with Baker Mayfield playing the game manager role and doing it well and effectively, you're telling me now Rashad White, you got your guy Sean Tucker, I don't think the bears are going to be able to stop the Buccaneers. And I don't think the bears are going to be able to get anything going against the Buccaneers defense, because if the one thing that you can attack is passing right now, Justin Fields doesn't have enough time to even throw the ball. So it's going to be the run and that makes him even more predictable. So the Buccaneers, honestly, it's disrespectful from Vegas having them a two and a half point favorite. Like they just beat the Vikings. You know, I, I would probably make them a, five and a half point favorite at home. I mean, I think that it's, it's that no brainer to me. And I know it's only week two and Ryan Pulse, we, we gave him credit. He did a nice job. The offensive line scared me. It was like, it, it reminded me what the term paper tiger is. We talked about their offensive line. Like this, this offensive line on paper looks like it's going to be nasty. Mm. And that game against the Packers, the Packers aren't good enough to make you look like that. That was scary. No. Yeah, that was, that was scary, Jake. And we just talk about, too, just go back to the Buccaneers' defense in general. The Buccaneers' defense, talk about Devin White. I think he was the second-highest-graded linebacker behind Zaire Franklin uh, for the Colts. But Devin White was the second-highest-graded linebacker. Um, they're clicking on all cylinders. And whenever I talk about Devin White, you think about Levante David. The reason why this defense goes is because you've got the mind behind there in Levante David. So, I mean, I think that's really that's really important. Um, you talk about Baker Mayfield. Um, he played, he played all right, Jake, right? He gave a little stiff arm to one of the Vikings DBs, told him to get in the gym. I think you know, <laughs> we're seeing him, we're seeing him emerge. I, it, it might be a little corny, Jake, right? It might be a little corny, but it's all good. Uh, it's all good. I like that. And two, I know there was something with Baker Mayfield um learning the signals for the Vikings. I think he figured it out, right? While he was playing the game at halftime. And so they were like, hey, are you are you cheating? Are you trying to figure it out? And he made a comment like, hey, I'm from Texas. I like the Texas Rangers, but not the Houston Astros. And took I love shot that comment as a Yankee fan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's funny you said I actually, I actually grew up in L.A., but my dad lives in Houston, so I kind of grew up as a Houston Astros fan. So I keep I that know. a little quiet. You know yeah, that. You I know. know that. <laughs> you know that. You brought it up, though. 
<laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Um, but I wanted to I wanted to read this out to you to you, Jake, as well. So we we talk about the defense. Um the defense Buccaneers defense had seven quarterback hits last game. That's the most in the NFL. Um, second best run defense in the NFL. Like I said, Devin White graded at 90 um as second to Zaire Franklin in the NFL. So these guys are clicking on defense. So it, it's up to that offense, it's up to that Mike Evans, um, let me say Rashad White. Um, and Sean Tucker to move that offense along, but I do think the Rams, uh, sorry, the Buccaneers, <laughs> the yeah. Buccaneers, the Buccaneers win this game. I think 24, 24 to seven. I'm gonna call it 24 to seven. Go Bucks. Yeah, I like 24 10. I'll, I'll right. give them a field goal, but I, I'm with you there. I think the Buccaneers have to feel good. They just won two games. I had them losing, so it completely changed my win loss. I had them at five and 12. Now I'd bump up to seven and 10, maybe eight and nine. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, this a division. Yeah, this division is going to be a dogfight. So we're going to see what ends up happening. But uh, moving on, I'll tell you what's going to be a dogfight. Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes in a rematch, playoff rematch versus Justin. Or, uh, Justin. Uh, we just <laughs> we were just talking about Justin Fields and Justin Herbert. Totally throwing me off. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, excuse me, uh, and the Jaguars. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs are three and a half point favorites on the road. Um, still disrespectful as all hell, man. That's brutal. But uh, look, you know, there were times where I was like, man, the Jags don't look that great against the Colts. And there were times where I was like, you know what? No, it's week one. The, the, the slate is wiped clean. Anthony Richardson, he deserves his grace, like his props. He went out there, his rookie game, and gave him a chance to win the game. Yeah. Uh, a playoff team, nonetheless. A team some think could win the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking like, this defense is really going to have to shore it up though, because if Anthony Richardson's doing that, like Patrick Mahomes is going to be doing even more than that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So cam, this is one of those games where I want to be right. And I think the fun pick would be taking the Jaguars and like, Oh my God, I have the chiefs going on too. I don't see it happening, man. I don't see it happening. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to allow his team to go 0-2 on this yeah. season. I don't know if Kelsey plays. I don't really give a rip if he does or not. They're not losing this game. I don't trust Patrick Mahomes to let them lose this game on the road. Uh, Jaguars got a win last week. They were almost 0-2 if they lost that to the Colts. Uh, three and a half point favorites. I'm going to say the Chiefs win by a touchdown. I'm going to say it's a, a fun game. You know, we're looking at a 34-27 affair. Um, I think it'll be a fun game. I think neither team's defense is going to be great, but I do think that when it's all said and done, uh, Patrick Mahomes will do enough at the end to win the football game in Jacksonville. Yeah, I like that, Jake. I'm going to go for this game, Chiefs 27 to 24. I know I took the Chiefs last week against the Lions. You took the Lions. You're like, they're going to upset them with that final drive. You were spot on, which was freaking awesome um but <laughs> this you. week i'm gonna i'm gonna roll again with the chiefs again versus the jags like you said i don't think patrick mahomes is gonna go down twice and also if travis kelsey comes back when when chris jones it comes back Jake, that's gonna be a full game changer bro my man had like 16 plus sacks last year so he's back i think that's gonna cause some problems for for trevor lawrence i know last week trevor had two touchdowns 241 yards, 100, 100 uh, passing rating, and one, just one interception. So he did really well. And to, to give credit to the Colts, though, Jake, um, what they had, Zaire Franklin, EJ Speed, DeForest Buckner were the top three rated uh, defensive players that week as well. So they played their tail off, couldn't get it done. Yeah. I do, I do think, you know, this week with Chris Jones being in the mix, I think it's different from what the Colts are doing. 
right? The Chiefs have Nick Bolton. They have some some good some gay. They got some some ballers back there on the defensive side. But with Chris Jones coming in, Jake, I think Patrick Mahomes gets the ball a little bit more this week, right? Um, if you just go back to the Bengals and Browns game. Joe Burrow wasn't on the field that much because the Browns are running the ball down their throat. And I do think for this game, I think with Chris Jones back, I think he's going to force Trevor Lawrence to give him the ball back. Um, I think ETN, I know he did really well last last week. He had, what, 18 carries, 77 yards, four yards per carry. I don't think it's going to be that type of game for him. I know Calvin Ridley went off last week. He might actually still go off this week, right, because he's that guy. He's one of your guys as well. But – like I said, with Chris Jones there, I think things are going to change. I do think, though, Jake, that Christian Kirk will be the X factor for the for the Jaguars because he had a minimal game last week, one one catch, I think, for nine yards. So I think for him, I think he's going to have a game this week, but I don't expect, it's not going to be enough, Jake. It's not going to be enough because Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they're going to be rocking and rolling. And then also, sorry, Darius Toney, one for five, Jake, one yard and three drops. That was absolutely unacceptable. And I think this week, I think this week he's going to change things around. I don't know if he is, man. I, some guys are just the way they are. Uh, I know he's he was dealing with an injury, so some were like, yeah, it could have been. An, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll take the rookie that has never seen NFL action, jumped right in the game and caught a touchdown pass. That's what I'll do. Like, I'll, I'll take that guy. You know, I'll take that guy over the guy who's like, oh, he might be this, he might be this, he might be this, and he's, he's he hasn't been that. So, yo, Jake, at one point I thought he was throwing a game, bro. Like at one point I'm like, yo, is he is he like throwing this game on purpose, bro? Because uh, I mean, the ball with the interception that Patrick had, it touched his hand, the defender caught it right into the end zone. I'm like, dude, that looks a little fishy to me. So. You know. Ooh, ooh, okay, okay. I don't Cam. know. I'm not, I'm okay, killer Cam over there. Because, <laughs> bro, but think about it. Though. Patrick Mahomes puts that ball right on the money, dude, and I just I didn't like what I saw from Kadarius. So he's gonna have to step it up, my guy. He's gonna be on the trading block come November or whenever the trade deadline is. I don't know how much more different he is than Jalen Rager, and, and people were all over Rager, and it's just oh, Kadarius doing Kadarius doing like all right. You see, like the it, it the way things were. But anyway, uh, uh, moving on. <laughs> Talked enough about that game. Next game here, we got the Colts and Texans. We'll try to to speed it up here. Uh, the Texans are one point favorites at home, which tells me that Vegas is basically saying that the Colts are probably going to end up winning this game. Uh, one point favorites at home is not good. Like normally, three's the normal. Like you know, you're the favorite. One is like, man, they're the favorite. So uh, I'm going to take the Colts in this one. Um, I don't know the status of Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to play. I know he's questionable. Um, I think he's he's going to play. And I think, you know, battle of the uh, the top quarterbacks in the draft, top three quarterbacks, uh, two of the top three. CJ Shroud showed me some things in the second half. Uh, this defense played tough. They lost to a better team. They're an inferior team to the Ravens. But our guy D'Amico Ryans is coaching his tail off to try to get them to, you know, compete in those games. This is a game they'll compete in. This is not going to be a blowout. But I'm taking Anthony Richardson at the end of the day. I think the Texans with the run game can make this game very interesting. And this this is one of those things where a turnover like an early Anthony Richardson turnover could be enough where the Texans just run the ball with Damian Pierce, control the rest of the game, and they never take their foot off the gas pedal. But I'm going to say the Anthony Richardson, the Colts do go in to NRG stadium and win this one by a total of 20 to 17. I think it's going to be a really close game. 
Um, but I would take the Colts and I'm going to take the Colts uh, spread as well. Uh, they're one point underdogs. I'll take that. The over under 40 seems exactly uh, it, it seems like a perfect spot to put it. I'm going to put under there. I think there's 37 total points scored in this one. Okay, I'm going to go for me, Jake. Um, going to go 20 to 17. Colts and Colts win by three. I think, like you said, it's going to be a tight game. But it's it's kind of hard to tell. Like I said, with these two rookie quarterbacks, you don't know where the, where things are going to go. Um, you did say the, the, the Texas running game is going to make it interesting. On the other side of the coin, the Colts running game is looking absolutely thin, Jake. It's looking super thin. I know Evan Hall entered his knee, so things are – Things are looking spooky over here in the run game. So Richardson's going to have to run the ball a little bit more, right? A little bit more screen game, um, some more action there. Pittman's going to have to get more active. So we'll see how that goes. I know Deion Jackson had a tough game as well. So that offense, we'll see. They need to pick up Hendo, man. They need to pick up Hendo or they need to pick up Fournette. But one of those guys, there's no excuse to not sign any of those guys. If you're trying to win games with your rookie quarterback and see how many games you can win, like there's no excuse. And they're waiting for Jonathan Taylor and, you know, who knows, like just yeah. get, another, get another guy in there that can that can make things go. Because the fact that they're thin on running backs, Jake, week one, like, come on, dog. like That's only going to get worse, too. That's a position that you depreciate over time. That's not like, oh, you know, and the more and more I run it, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. So you got to be careful yeah. there. And, I mean, man, they could use th- – can they get on the phone before the game? And be like, hey, Texans, would you want to like weaken your team and uh, you know give me uh, Devin Singletary? Because you don't really need him, but I do. I mean, I mean, Devin Singletary wouldn't have been a bad signing in hindsight. But then again, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I don't think anybody thought we'd be in the week two. And Jonathan Taylor is on the IR and he's not hurt. Like I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what's yeah. happening. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be spooky. But one thing I will say, I know that Colts offensive line they need to tighten up a little bit, Jake. Um, you know, Braden Smith, I know he allowed two two sacks last week unless he lined up against Will Anderson. So that's going to be a he nice matchup. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a nice matchup, nice matchup to watch. Um, but, you know, we'll see, Jake. We'll see. But I do have the Colts winning this one a bit. And I'm excited to see Zaire Franklin. I know um, I told you I, I didn't have him in my top ten linebackers. I played with him. He was one of my uh, one of my recruits actually coming out of college in he told me, he's like, Cam, I was a little offended by the fact that you didn't have me in your top 10, and he's showing it, my man. So, Zaire, keep it going. It's really cool to see. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, we have so many games to cover here. So, we're going to go a little <laughs> bit rapid fire here, Cam. Um, we get the Giants and the Cardinals at 4.05 Eastern Time, Glendale, Arizona. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants to bounce back in this one. The Cardinals are a better road team than home team, and it's been that way for a few years now. No idea why. Uh, Giants are four-point favorites on the road. So I'm going to take the Giants here in kind of an uglier game than you would expect. I think the Giants could come in and blow them away. I'm going to go 27-17. I like that. I'm going to go for the Giants. I'm going to go 21-14. to I think it's going to be a healthy game, but I think, like you said, Giants have to come back because – after last week, the Cowboys, I think, on the sideline, um, one of the defense bins were like, yeah, let's make him quit at halftime. Or it was it was Lawrence. He's like, let's make him quit at halftime. So that was a little disrespectful. I think the Giants bounce back, bounce back this week. No, I, I hear you. And then uh, 405, we got at SoFi Stadium, the Rams taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Niners are seven and a half point favorites. Complete disrespect. 
on the road. <laughs> 44 and a half is the over under. I'm going to take the 49ers in this one, 28 to 24. I think the Rams will show some fight. It looks good uh, to add on to the resume of week one, like playing teams tough and showing that you're for real. I just think the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, end of the game, I think he runs out the clock and uh, they score a game-winning touchdown on the final drive. Okay, I forget what I said whenever we covered our Believer Rams show. I'm going to go 24-21 Rams. I'm sticking by them. We talk about that hopeism, whatever that is. But I do think the Rams have turned over a new leaf. I think they're going to win the turnover margin. That's the only way they can win this game, Jake, is is if they win the turnover margin. They got a turnover, Brock Purdy, to be fair. Uh this has never happened before. We've never seen a number one overall pick quarterback versus a, uh, you know, Mr. Irrelevant quarterback. And we've never seen this. So it'll be interesting. Also fun fact, Brock Purdy and the Rams have not faced each other yet. They have not seen Brock Purdy yet. So that's also a little bit, uh, we saw what Aaron Donald did to, uh, Geno Smith had him crap in his pants over there. Uh, so (laughs) we'll see, uh, we'll see, We'll see what happens with Purdy, but uh, Jets and Cowboys. Unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers goes down with the injury. Um, I think we both took the Jets in that one over the Bills. I'm I'm going to stick by the Jets here. I'm going to I'm going to take them oh. in a surprising upset over the Cowboys. And the reason mm-hmm. I think so, the Cowboys are nine point favorites at home. That offense really didn't do much last week. It was the defense and special teams and the sloppy conditions. I think Zach Wilson with a full week of preparation is going to be ready for the game manager role. And I'm going to take the Jets to upset major upset here over Dallas. That defense just made Josh Allen look like he was a tool. And now uh, Dak Prescott, who I mean, let's be honest here. Dak Prescott did not look great last week, and he is not Josh Allen. So I think the Jets defense will do enough here. The running game, Brees Hall having over 100 yards, two carries and Dalvin Cook didn't really get going. I think the run game will support Zach Wilson. I think, um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, I think he's going to keep the game easy for Zach Wilson. And the offensive line is the only thing that really scares me for the Jets and, of course, Zach Wilson. But I think Wilson's going to do enough to really uh, manage the game. I think the the defense is really good. And so I'll take the Jets to win 23-21 to 21 at Jerry World. Okay, I think... What do they say about the Cowboys? How about them boys? Jake, I caught them last week. I had a feeling that they were going to get to it against the Giants. So I'm going to go this week. Cowboys 21, Jets 14. Jake, the reason why I say that, the Cowboys have now, I'm gonna call, they call it, I guess, the doomsday defense, Jake. These guys had seven sacks and a 62% quarterback pressure rating. Then that, that rating, Jake, that's over every snap. So you got 100 snaps in a game. They have 62 snaps where they're pressuring that quarterback. That's insane. Um, <laughs> Lawrence Armstrong had two. Micah had one. Uh, Lawrence had one. Uh, Osu had two. I mean, they, they were saying on the sideline, you get one, you get one, you get one. And Zach, Jake, I just don't know if he's going to be able to handle that, Micah. Like, I think he's going to get the smoke a little bit too much. I know Garrett Wilson, he was five for five with that crazy one-handed touchdown. But I just don't think he's going to give him the ball like that this week, Jake. So, I got the Cowboys winning this one with that doomsday defense. We talked about the Jets defense being that new Legion of Boom defense. They're excellent. I just don't think that they're going to do enough to to win this game like they did against the Bills. So, hey, it's Cowboys. 
It's okay. I, I'm I'm going with the uh, the biggest upset of the week. If you're going by spreads, I mean nine points. Good lord, uh, Commanders Broncos here. Real quick, Broncos are three and a half point favorites. They got an over under of thirty nine, so they're thinking this game's gonna be hideous. Um, <laughs> and so in this one, you know, even though the Broncos are at home. I'm going to roll with Washington in this one. Um, I think they got a good run game, uh, although we didn't really see it. I thought Arizona did a nice job of stopping the run last week, Um, but I'm going to roll with the commanders in this one. I got a a nasty score of 22 to 18. (laughs) That is nasty. I'm I'm going to go commanders as well. 20 to 17. That defensive line, Jonathan Allen, Darren Payne. I think they're too damn good. And I think they're going to, Cause some havoc for the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Even though Russell has been balling, Jake, he's been doing all right. So I got the commanders winning this And now we got our NBC Sunday night football game real quick. The the Dolphins are three-point favorites on the road going to Gillette. I think Tua is going to be throwing this ball all over the yard. I trust Tua. I believe in Tua. Uh, I believe right now in... um, you know, McDaniel, I think he's really just done a nice job. So I'm going to take the Dolphin in this one to win uh, 33-20 over New England. Okay, yeah, I got 30-20. Uh, the Dolphins, like I said, AFC champions, maybe, the way they beat the Chargers. Uh, I like with how the Dolphins are looking. Uh, their defense their defense is uh, okay. They allow them to run <laughs> game to kind of move along a bit, the pass game to move along a bit, but – I have them, the Dolphins. I know Christian Gonzalez, he had a little rough day. He had a rough day last week, Jake, and I do think he's going to have even a rougher day against Waddle and our guy, Cheetah. So, Gonzalez better eat them Wheaties, my guy. You know, I don't know what he needs to do, but he had that welcome to the NFL moment last week, and he's going to have another one this week. So, I think he just kind of irons those out a little bit and kind of gets through on that one. But Ramondre Stevenson, Jake, I know he's going to run the ball really well, but I do think that this Dolphins team is looking spooky. But, Jake, they're going to have to stop the run because the Chargers ran all over them. They're going to have to stop the run. No, I, I agree. Um, these last two games uh, should be sacrilegious to have two games going with each other on a, a double header on Monday Night Football. Got two. 7-15, you got the Saints and Panthers. 8-15, you got the Browns and Steelers. I don't know who thought this was a good idea. It's really stupid. Uh, I can't just, I cannot stress how stupid this game, like, placement is uh, in scheduling. Um, but I'm going to take the Panthers here over the Saints. Uh, I think uh, Bryce Young, I know it sounds crazy, but I think he gets his first win on Monday Night Football. At home, Saints are three-point favorites. I'll take the Panthers to win 23-20. And with the Steelers and Browns, Browns are two and a half point favorites on the road. That's some disrespect to the Steelers. I think they just played a Super Bowl contender in the 49ers. I don't think they're that bad. I think Pickett comes out firing in at Acrisure Stadium. I think Kenny Pickett and the Steelers win this game 30 to 20 and surprise people. They bounce back in a huge way. Tomlin's going to have those guys going. I trust in Tomlin. I trust in the Steelers. I'm going to pick the Steelers to win the final game of the week. Okay, uh, I'm going to start with that game, Browns and Steelers. I'm going to go Browns 24, Steelers 21. I think they're going to pick things up a bit, but I think the Browns' run game is too strong, my guy. Chubb is too strong, my guy, and I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to stop it. So I'm going to go 24-21 with that one. And then we got the Saints and the Panthers. Woo, that Saints defense. Uh, I think they have too many dogs on that defense for the Panthers. And I, to be honest, Jake, I know our guy came from the Rams over to the Panthers for that offense, but 
that Panthers offense. I don't think he's dynamic enough, Jake. I think our guy, um, Bryce Young, I think he he looks more comfortable than what the offense is allowing, right? He's like, yo, I got this. I'm going to throw it right there. And the offense isn't, isn't dynamic enough for him, I don't think. So I think that Saints defense probably gets on, gets on his ass a little bit, and I, I think they pull it away. Uh, I'm going to go 21-14 Saints on this one. So there you have it. That's week two in a nutshell. I picked it. He picked it. I went 10 and seven last week. Cam, I think you went like nine and nine and seven or 10 and six, nine and seven, 10, six around that. We were very similar uh, in that, but guys tune in. It's another week of football. We'll be back uh, to recap it as always. Be sure to like subscribe, comment, rate, review, follow me at JK Bogan and cam at Cameron Lynch 50. I'll see you guys soon. You guys take care later folks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.